Hey there, you're listening to One Person's Trash is Our Treasure. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm your other host, Jen. (laughs) Uh, If you hadn't heard, we changed our name from It's No Citizen Kane to One Person's Trash is Our Treasure. So now you can find us online at onepersonstrashisourtreasure.com or on Twitter at Optiot, at O-P-T-I-O-T, and on Instagram at OptiotPod. Today, Jen and I are going to talk about Batman. What is there to say about Batman that hasn't already been said? (laughs) Well, apparently lots of things, because we filled like two hours of recording. Uh, We're going to talk about two Batman parodies. Would you say that the Lego Batman movie is a Batman period? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about the Lego Batman movie. And we're going to talk about an indie musical called Holy Musical Batman by the indie production company Starkid. You can find them on YouTube. Their channel is Team Starkid. They have a lot of musicals, and they put most of them up online for free. You can actually watch Holy Musical Batman before you listen to this episode, if you so choose. Mm -hmm. And if you want to watch Lego Batman, (laughs) Redbox. Yeah. (laughs) The reason we wanted to discuss these two parodies together is because uh, we found some weird similarities between the two, and uh, we kind of just ended up wanting to discuss the reasoning behind why these two separate independent Batman parodies had such similar themes. Yeah, the the way they arrived at the same way of parodying the Batman character. Yeah. So we really hope that you'll enjoy this and uh, stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> I'm keeping that up. When I first saw the trailer for the Lego Batman movie, pretty instantly, I saw some similarities between what the apparent storyline was going to be and the Star Kid musical, Holy Musical Batman. <laughs> so basically, I proposed to Jen that we um, watch Lego Batman through the lens of um, its similarities to Holy Musical Batman. And we found a lot. Holy <laughs> Crap. We literally just finished watching it. And yeah. I, I feel like, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of still in a daze about it. Like, I cannot believe the the amount of times that we looked at each other for confirmation that we weren't going insane. Mm-hmm. Too many to count. Yeah. I, I mean, I still found the movie enjoyable. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I guess you disagree. No, I... Uh, no, I don't disagree. I just, I don't know. I I think part of part of me was too f- focused on the similarities. I guess I get that. I think I would have enjoyed it more had I not been focused. Yeah, yeah. Holy Musical Batman is a musical put on by the production company of uh, Star Kid. If you are like a huge fan of Harry Potter, you might know them from their um, Harry Potter musical spoofs. They put uh, most of their productions up on YouTube. And they're free to watch. You don't have to have YouTube read or anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They're all really funny Mm -hmm. um, parodies for the most part. Uh, There there are a couple of original shows, but most of what they have done are kind of parodies of existing pop culture. Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite shows that they did is Holy Musical Batman. 
which is a Batman musical. Yeah. <laughs> and the the basic plot line is Batman is this uh, egotistical, childish... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's Batman, so he's, <laughs> he's like a caricature of, of Batman, much like the Batman in the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. And um, he is lonely. Mm-hmm. So the entire uh, musical is kind of about him finding a family. Mm-hmm. Lego Batman. Yeah. <laughs> it's about this egotistical, childish Batman character. Who is lonely uh-huh. and tries to find a family. <laughs> so the basic overall theme was very similar. <laughs> yeah. Holy Musical Batman came out in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lego Batman, I believe, was 2017, if not late 2016. I think it was early 2017, yeah. Yeah. So obviously Holy Musical Batman came first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't think Jen and I are trying to imply that... Lego Batman, like, found the Star Kid musical and watched it, and they were like, let's make a movie. No, no. No, because that's not what I think happened at all. In fact, um, I actually kind of thought it would be interesting for us to kind of try to dig into why the musical and the movie are so similar when some of the stuff that they had in common was so random. Yeah, like, some, like, weirdly specific stuff. And yeah, just... Some of it was just like crazy that I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's it's it was just fucking it was a trip to watch that movie through the lens of like and and I I wasn't expecting it to be as similar like when you told me about it. I wasn't expecting it to be as similar as it was. Yeah. Well, actually, I kind of felt like the trailer was a little more similar than the movie. Like the trailer kind of seemed to uh suggests that Superman would be a larger part in right. Lego Batman right. than he was. Because he really only had, like, two minutes of screen time total. Yeah. You know? Which is why it's weird that he would show up in the trailer at all. Yeah. In Holy Musical Batman, Batman hates Superman. And Superman is a big part of, like, the plot. Yeah, yeah. In Lego Batman, Batman hates <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Uh, if you know anything about Batman from the comics or even Batman from the movies, he doesn't hate, he doesn't have a rivalry with Superman. He doesn't like, he's not jealous of him by any means. Yeah. It's really weird. Like in, even in Batman versus Superman, the rivalry isn't about like Batman being jealous mm-hmm. of Superman. It's about Batman thinking that Superman is a terrorist, basically, mm-hmm. you know? Who's being held up to, held up on a pedestal as a god? So it's kind of weird that both of these movies kind of took that angle. Yeah, when when like there's nothing in the like the source material quotations mm-hmm. that would suggest that that would be a route to take. I, I I also think it's interesting that you said that Superman was a larger part of the marketing for the Lego Batman movie. At least in the trailer I saw. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was a well-kept secret that the character of Superman appeared in Holy Musical Batman. It was. Yeah, I, I remember. I'm a huge Superman fan. <laughs> I was so delighted when Superman makes his first appearance. Yeah. The way I've always kind of interpreted uh, Holy Musical Batman's portrayal of Superman... Mm-hmm 
is that they're kind of commentating on the way the fans feel about Superman and Batman. Absolutely. So it makes sense that all of Gotham adores Batman mm-hmm. and everyone is like, who is this asshole yeah, when it comes they, to Superman? They don't even know who the fuck Superman is. Yeah, they, they keep call- calling him Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it always, to me, seemed like they were making a commentary on the way the fans felt about these two particular heroes because in the source material, everyone loves Superman. Mm-hmm. Everyone hates Batman. Yeah. You know? And... Not just those particular characters, but Robin. There's absolutely a blatant commentary on the way fans feel about Robin. Yeah, I mean, it's not even disguised. (laughs) (laughs) They literally word for word read comments, right? From from people. I I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's a song in the musical called "Robin Sucks" Mm -hmm. that the people of Gotham sing about Robin. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah, it's. Please watch it. Yeah. So I don't really know where the, uh, where Lego Batman's portrayal of Batman and Superman comes from. Either their rivalry or their characters and the the way the people react to them. Because, yeah, I mean, if they're not doing a a commentary, like, it's pretty obvious that Starkid is doing. And they they do that a lot. But it, it didn't seem like Lego Batman was trying to achieve anything similar no it didn't but still the people of gotham loved batman yeah so it was kind of weird yeah i mean for the for the lego batman movie maybe maybe the superman thing was just another way to close batman off from other people so in that way like he didn't need to be a larger part of the plot he was just i don't know because they do show him having a party without batman (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Super similar and yet not similar in weird ways. Like, Very weird ways. Yeah, like it's it's almost the inverse it, of the musical. Yeah. Because in the musical <laughs> Superman is also lonely. Yes. Cuz he he spends all day in the fortress of solitude. solitude. <laughs> <laughs> Where he has no friends and um everyone hates him. Yeah, everyone everyone hates Superman. <laughs> Which is, again, like, like Holy Musical Batman is more of a commentary on how fans feel about the DC properties than, than yeah. anything else. So it's like, everybody shits on Superman in real life. So that's kind of Superman's character arc in Holy Musical Batman. I, yeah. always, I always like to say that Holy Musical Batman made me like Superman. Which I remember at the time made you very happy. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> as I said, I'm a huge Superman fan. But he's super lonely in the musical. Mm-hmm. And he, it's like a running gag yeah. that he's always throwing a party. Like whenever he gets a phone call, yeah. he <laughs> pretends that... Like, like one, one time he pretends to be Snoop Dogg is yeah. answering his phone. Because Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg came to the party he's yeah. throwing. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, <laughs> and he keeps trying to invite all of the Justice League to come... And fight Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy with him. <laughs> and none of them show up. <laughs> But in the, it, ended, it ended up being just a couple of cool guys. Yeah. Me. And Solomon Grundy. <laughs> <laughs> the musical is so quotable. It, is, <laughs> it should be noted that Jen and I know this musical. Inside and out. Yeah. So well. <laughs> you know, not just the songs, but like the jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of the lines. 
difference. And that might be part of the reason why we found so many similarities because, right. you know, as we said, some of the jokes are just the low-hanging fruit mm-hmm. of the Batman canon. Yeah. But other ones were so random. Super random. <laughs> and like you said, you one of our mutual friends watched it and said to you that it wasn't as similar as she thought it was going to be or something. Yeah. Which, I mean... Maybe she just doesn't know it as well as we do. Yeah, I mean, we we were being nitpicky. We were. I mean, not not in a like mean way. Like it, like little tiny details that maybe don't mean anything, right? But that when we saw them, we were like, "That's a weird joke to throw in." Right. Yeah. But here's a difference. Um, in Lego Batman, Batman loves the people of Gotham back. Oh, that's true. <laughs> As as much as he can, I guess. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually a good point. Yeah. In the musical, Batman uh hates the people of yeah. Gotham. <laughs> you're all criminals. You just haven't committed any crimes yet. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he Yeah. Which he... is which is almost more in line with his loneliness because if he uh, I mean, then there's that whole like you know, you could have a million people around you and still be lonely thing. But, yeah. you know, if if Bruce Wayne shoves everybody away mm-hmm. around him that, like, like that loves him, mm-hmm. but, like, Bruce Wayne would shove, like, would hate the people of Gotham. Yeah. Too, like, so, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't decide what I think Lego Batman was trying to do. Yeah. I, what I want to know is where their inspiration for Batman's childishness and egotism comes from. Yeah, because at a certain point I was watching it and I was thinking to myself, well, the two Batmans are similar, but the Lego Batman isn't quite as childish. And then he rolled around on the floor screaming, no. Yeah, it's it's really, really weird. I mean, maybe they're just going to the complete opposite end of the spectrum with how Batman actually is. Maybe, yeah, because I wouldn't classify Bruce Wayne as childish. No, it's it's such a... (laughs) I mean, he does spend an awful lot of time brooding and... Um, and Jen hates brooding. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that's a little childish. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <clears throat> but I, I, don't, I don't think that's where they're getting that. No, and I mean, both Batmans from both the musical and Lego Batman are kind of spoofing on Christian Bale's Batman voice. Yes. Yeah, that's a big one. At yeah. one point, I said to you, they could have literally gotten Joe Walker, who played Batman in Holy Musical Batman, to do the voice, and it would have been, like, the same thing. Yeah. Like, I love Will Arnett, but it was very similar. Yeah. It, I, obviously, I know where that came from. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. That's, that, pretty... that's the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, to be fair, a lot of the things that they had in common were low-hanging fruit. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, even Robin's campiness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, I don't necessarily have an answer for the um, the similarities between the two Batmans, their characters, unless it's simply that, you know... Like it's, it's funny to see Batman as a petulant child? Yeah, as opposed to, like, this dark, brooding, serious guy, you know? Right, yeah. Are there any more facets to their characters that were... Batman's feelings toward the Joker slash... Well, yeah, the Joker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and um, Batman's feelings towards Robin, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. In Holy Musical Batman... Robin and Batman bond very quickly. Im- immediately. Yeah. 
I'll, go, I'll take a juice box and make it a mutz, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> but um, they, they don't bond nearly as quickly in the Lego Batman no. movie. It like takes a while, which like makes sense, but... <laughs> yeah. In Lego Batman, the concept is that the Joker feels like Batman doesn't appreciate him as a villain. You know, he, Batman won't say I hate you back. He won't admit that he that the Joker is his greatest enemy. And the Joker is taking that very personally. Mm-hmm. So, there's the, like, the entire plot is literally about the fact that Batman and the Joker have a bond that Batman won't acknowledge. Yeah. And then in Holy Musical Batman, spoiler alert, the Joker isn't in it. The Joker is dead, I the believe. The Joker dies. <laughs> the Joker's death is described in the opening song. But then later, <laughs> Batman Batman mentions a clown. Mm-hmm. And then he immediately goes, I miss the Joker. And <laughs> I mean, that one's a little bit of a stretch. but Well, yeah. I mean... I don't know. It's so... (laughs) I mean, I think what kind of made us think it was similar is just the fact that that's not canon either, you know? Any kind of, like... Bond between them? Like, like the feeling that they complete each other? I, I mean, maybe that... Maybe that the origin of that is in the fact that their relationship in the comics is... So kind of codependent, you know, Batman does kind of have a bit of a, an obsession yeah, with the Joker and the Joker definitely has an obsession with Batman. For sure. Yeah. So maybe that's where that comes from. I think that's probably fair. Yeah. So should we talk about Robin? Sure. Okay. I mean, first of all, talk about low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. You gotta go with the teeny tiny pants. Yeah, or the, like, underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, understandable that both went in that direction. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What? what? The super flamboyant campiness is probably also a low-hanging fruit. Uh, Dick Grayson, in particular, out of all the Robins, gets Mm -hmm. the most shit (laughs) from the fans. I loved when... It was before we knew who this Robin was mm-hmm. uh, in, in when we were watching Lego Batman. And you said to me, I wonder who the Robin's going to be. Maybe like Tim Drake or who else did you say? Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Um, <laughs> and then like literally almost right after you said that, he was like, I'm Dick Grayson. And he said, I'm Richard Grayson. Richard Grayson. That's right. Yeah. Because then they did the obvious dick joke. Yeah. Which... Once again, low-hanging fruit. Holy yeah. musical Batman did it, too. Yeah, yeah. So the campiness is pretty obvious. Uh, you know, the dick joke was pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. But they were so similar. They really were. I mean, we already mentioned that they don't bond nearly as quickly mm-hmm. as they do in Holy Musical Batman. And um, this is totally on me, but I wasn't as delighted with... Um, the beginning of Robin and Batman's relationship in the Lego Batman movie? Me either. Well, this is why I think that that is. <laughs> that scene in Holy Musical Batman is both of our favorites. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> hard to beat. Yeah. It's hard to beat Pterodactyl Man and all that stuff. Yeah. But also, I kind of... I didn't understand their portrayal of Dick Grayson. 
You know, so? the reason I kept asking, I wonder if this is Tim Drake or Jason Todd, is because he was like chilling in the orphanage for a while. Yeah. Before he got adopted, which, I mean, there isn't a single canon where Batman isn't present for Dick Grayson's death, but he certainly didn't chill in an orphanage for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a joke in Holy Musical Batman that Alfred finds Dick Grayson through a newspaper ad mm-hmm. labeled Orphans for Sale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. You're referring to the fact that he would have been a part of the Flying Graysons before. Yeah. It, it was yeah. never referenced. It wasn't, except for the fact that he did, he could do gymnastics. Yeah. Which, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where did he learn them if he spent all his whole life in an orphanage? Yeah, it was really weird. They never got into (laughs) Dick Grayson's origin story at all. I didn't even really think about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Which, I mean, how many times are we going to say low-hanging fruit? But that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Because that's a potential goldmine. I think part of the reason Dick Grayson gets so much shit is because he is so flamboyant, because he was a circus boy. Yeah. Who was like a trapeze artist. So, you know. A sweet, beautiful circus boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's parents... The Flying Graysons! <laughs> <laughs> Whose parents were murdered by a robin. A what? A robin. Is that like a lizard? No, it's a songbird. My god, it must be huge. It's quite small, actually. <laughs> we could fucking quote that whole fucking thing oh my god are we gross <laughs> maybe a little okay also it came out five years ago that's plenty of time to have watched this again and again and again and again and, again. and like one more time after that um both the movie and the musical put robin in danger to Mm-hmm. kind of kick back Batman's ass and prove to him that he needs people. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of obvious. He's like the person closest to Batman. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I expected more to happen with Robin outside of Batman. I don't know why that is. Probably, again, my fault because I was like super comparing it to Holy Musical Batman. Mm-hmm. But um, like when I said to you uh, about... The citizens of Gotham hating Robin. Mm-hmm. They ne- like th- there was never a mention of how like anybody felt about Robin, which yeah, there didn't need to be. But I do think it's interesting that Holy Musical Batman went there and the Lego Batman movie didn't. To kind of um, go off of what you were saying about how it makes sense that Robin would kind of be the means through which Batman realizes his humanity or whatever mm-hmm. that makes sense and all but on the other hand robins are really complex mm-hmm. in the batman canon yeah for example jason todd is an extreme source of guilt and shame for batman uh dick grayson and batman eventually have a huge amount of tension between them mm-hmm Tim Drake and Batman have a lot of tension because Batman's not over Dick Grayson and, you know. (laughs) So, realistically, the Robins, while Batman does care about them, they're really more of a source of turmoil for him, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. than they are necessarily, like, a source of humanity, like, and and happiness and family and love and good emotions. Mm -hmm. 
So that's kind of another interesting, maybe it's, it's, maybe it's because I'm looking into the comics more than the, the creators of Holy Musical Batman or Lego Batman did for their productions. Yeah. I wonder if that's not because they, instead of going to the comics for inspiration about that aspect of Robin, they went to the super campy TV show. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, part of the reason why Robin, the Robins might have been so campy is because of the 1960s TV show, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is <laughs> delightfully campy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another uh, interjection um, that about the weird similarities and yet maybe another instance of low-hanging fruit is the fact that uh, both kind of play on the uh, age of the Batman canon <laughs> yeah I, I was gonna say that yeah they both had different gags but gags about batman existing through the ages yeah like i you know I, that's probably the reason for those weird time period inconsistencies in holy musical batman yeah throughout holy musical batman um i think at one point they, they referenced that it's the year 19 19- 89 or 1987 or something i don't remember and and then there's like allusions to it being in the 40s there are references to gang violence and using tommy guns yeah so like you know 1920s mobs yeah there are there are like um notting hill yeah (laughs) notting hill also uh batman and superman have iphones yeah and and barack obama is the president yeah (laughs) So there's like really weird mixtures of of time periods, yeah. like that are totally played for comedic effect, yeah, and never explained. But now that I think about it, that's probably the reasoning for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in Lego Batman, they make a gag about how Batman has been in the game since like the 30s yeah, or whatever. He's, he's been saving Gotham for that long, and yeah. they do like a montage going all the way back. That, yeah, that was pretty funny. It was yeah. pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that that's both a really funny ways of um yeah. doing a commentary on how long Batman has been a part of our cultural landscape, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the joke you have to make. Yeah. You know, unless yeah. unless you're creating your own canon like Superman versus Batman or like the Christian Bale movies. Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just funny to me because I, I guess this is a little inside baseball. In the comics, like, DC has had a hell of a time trying to explain why these comics have been going on since the 30s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they've had some really terrible, they've done a really terrible job trying to explain some of it away. Like, yeah, they, in, they created the Justice Society of America and decided that everything that happened in the in the 30s to these DC her- to these DC heroes like Batman and Superman oh that wasn't Batman and Superman that was the Justice Society of America which is not how it happened yeah and then like they tried to reboot everything with the new 52 oh, boy. and like Superman or Superboy punched a hole in space time right and then convergence yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, <laughs> comics timelines have, have always been wild as fuck. Yeah. So, I mean, 
in, like I said, it's kind of inside baseball, but I feel like that's a potential gold mine to just yeah. to just mine right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I like. Lego Batman does really well. Like, oh, Holy Musical Batman. I love that weird time period and in, in, inconsistency thing. Yeah. But they, but it's never explained, and it, it it is like throughout the entire show over and over and over again. Lego and and just as effective, but Lego Batman does also does it really well because there, it was that one moment, and then we found we all found ourselves thinking throughout the movie like, how old is he? Yeah, like at one point <laughs> he hits he's like got a thing with Barbara Gordon, mm-hmm. and he. And she's like, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Batman. And I was like, how old is she? (laughs) And then we were like, how old is he? Yeah. I don't know. So that, I mean, that was very clever. Yeah. I I think they were both pretty clever. The the Holy Musical Batman one was admittedly a source of confusion for many years. (laughs) Until like now that we're talking about it. So but, I guess maybe like the the holy mu- or maybe Lego Batman gets gets some brownie points for making the joke at least like accessible. But accessible. Also, <laughs> also, now that I th- like think about it, and I think that's the reason for that joke. I think it's kind of brilliant. It that, is brilliant that the show just exists in all time periods. Yeah, <laughs> it transcends it time and space. <laughs> I think that's fucking genius. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't think that show could get smarter. Alfred? Uh, Alfred, yeah. How did you feel about Alfred's emotional payoff? Because I felt like Lego Batman had a bigger emotional payoff with Alfred than Holy Musical Batman. Alfred is pretty much ignored. In the second act. Yeah, yeah, in the second act of Holy Musical Batman. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Um, I agree in that he became part of the Bat family. Mm -hmm. I disagree in that he was literally just a part of the Bat family and didn't necessarily have his, like, own lines in the final act. Yeah, you know, that's true. He he was just part of the Bat family. So he there was that emotional payoff there. Yeah. But like we didn't see Batman and yeah, Alfred like that's true. bond over the fact that they're like they have that father-son thing going on. Right. Or the fa- yeah, now that now that Batman has like adopted. I mean, they kind of tipped their hat to it, but they didn't like spend w- any extra time on it. Yeah, exactly. In Holy Musical Batman, uh <laughs> Batman uh, is is bemoaning his loneliness in one scene, <laughs> and uh, it is revealed that his only friend in the world, Lucius Fox, is Alfred in disguise. <laughs> so Batman then realizes he has no friends because never ba- had a pony, Ooh. never had pets, <laughs> just a bullshit butler who builds bullshit jets. Oh, I'm falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so Batman has no friends at all because mm-hmm. Alfred is not a friend. He's right. a servant. Yeah, he's a butler. Which, I mean, Lego Batman kind of does the same thing where yeah. Batman treats him like that. Yeah, which once again, is that just low-hanging fruit or is that... I always kind of felt like Batman loved Alfred. I don't know. Yeah, I, I always got the vibe that they kind of had a very... Mutual understanding. Like, certainly much closer than butlers ever 
usually are with the people who they work for. Yeah, I, I mean, Alfred is is really Batman's partner in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, so interesting that both kind of took the uh, the route of Alfred being his like father and Batman being the petulant child, which I guess maybe could just be because of the fact that Alfred, especially in the Christian Bale movies, is this source of wisdom constantly where he goes right. on these long monologues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I don't necessarily think is Alfred in other adaptations. No, not either. necessarily, you know, he, he might share some wisdom, but Right. Yeah, not not in most of the stuff that I've read and seen. Yeah. That's just my interpretation though, so I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are gonna get a lot of fucking <laughs> I mean if if like any like fanboy dudes listen to this they're gonna be like you guys fucking wrong yeah well you know i will introduce them to our mutual friend katie (laughs) we should have had her on oh my god God. (laughs) that would have been amazing yeah it just would have been her spouting facts for an hour yeah but which is delightful yeah seriously yeah interesting how in both versions Alfred is the one who kind of acquires Dick Grayson in a way. Yeah. They they kind of set it up to where Bruce's adoption of Dick was accidental. Yeah. But in Lego Batman. Yes, in yeah. Lego in Lego Batman, yeah. yes. But in both, it's Alfred who's like Bruce. Like presents him. Yeah, Bruce, yeah. go come here, be spend some time with with this with this orphan boy you've yeah. adopted. <laughs> <laughs> He's an orphan, just like you. What happened to his mama and, and his, his papa? papa. <laughs> it just, it, it, all these constant weird similarities, you know? Yeah. Like, like we stated earlier, it's not normal for Bruce to adopt Dick outside of his encounter and his presence there when Dick's parents are killed. Yeah. You know, that's the reason why... Bruce adopts Dick because he feels the connection with with this boy who watched his parents get murdered. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they both... Yeah, that is fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, maybe neither wanted to spend the narrative time on having to set up, like, the flying Graysons and that whole thing. Yeah, sure. But it is interesting that they both arrived at the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I do want to say one more thing about Alfred. Sure. I just want to point out that we love Holy Musical Batman. Really? So much. I don't think we've well, stated that yet. We should say it again. <laughs> okay. We love Holy Musical Batman. But it's we not- We really love it. We do. But it's not perfect. No. There's stuff about it that I would definitely change. One of which being the uncomfortable sequence wherein Alfred- Dresses up as in, Quamley in a super uh, culturally inappropriate <laughs> outfit. Don't laugh; it's not cool. <laughs> uh, I would change that about that show, <laughs> and I think in hindsight they would too. Probably, yeah. At that point, I believe it was kind of the dawn of the um, social movement where people yeah. started to kind of educate. Yeah, I think that Society. was that was that was right before everybody became aware of like, hey, cultural appropriation isn't cool and like stuff yeah, like that. You know. So I mean, not an excuse necessarily, but No. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to, like, mention that. Yeah. Because, I mean, <laughs> if someone's going to go watch this fun, uh, carefree musical spoof of, of Batman, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, wow, racist. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I just wanted to acknowledge that. Yeah. Um, not not the best part of the show. <laughs> by any fucking means. Oh, boy. Yeah. So now we can move on from Alfred if we so desire. Um, I wanted to talk about um, another, this This is another thing that's going to start out as low-hanging fruit, because it's easy to make fun of Batman's villains and how stupid they are. Yeah, I think I know where you're going with this. Yes. There's a sequence early on in the Lego Batman movie wherein uh, the Joker lists all of the villains in Gotham that he has enlisted to help him like with his plan, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he lists them all, and they're like really fucking dumb. There's like, like Calendar Man. Well, I don't think Calendar Man is in Lego Batman. But it's in Holy Musical no, Batman. Ca- they mentioned Calendar they Man. They did. Yeah, yes. I missed that. Yeah, he was I, just mentioned. I was stuck on Condiment King. Yeah, because I've actually never heard of that. one I haven't before. heard of that one either. <laughs> Eggman or Egghead? Egghead. Yep. <laughs> um. So yeah, and Holy Musical Batman kind of does the same thing where there's like. <laughs> I mean, where where the villain, uh, not the Joker. Mm-hmm. Oh. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> where the villain, he he assembles a team of rogues mm-hmm. to um, help him with his plan, right. which is also very similar. Yes. To- <laughs> is that just another thing where it's it's like the narrative? It's well, like the necessity of the narrative. Uh, yeah. Ex- finish explaining what you're gonna say, and then I. I have some thoughts. Um, he invites in, like, like they do, like, right. the classics, like, Scarecrow and Catwoman and Mr. Freeze and all them. Poison and, Ivy. And then, Poison Ivy. <laughs> and then they invite in some other ones. And it's, like, Evil Mother Goose and, and Huckleberry Finn. And, and, and Is it Evil King Arthur? Evil King Arthur. And, and just Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> Not I'll, Evil Sherlock Holmes. I'll never walk Evil Watson down the aisle. <laughs> Is it evil Sherlock Holmes or is it just Sherlock no, Holmes? No, I don't think it's evil Sherlock Holmes. I, I do does he say he, evil Watson? Yeah, I think he does say evil Watson, but I believe when he makes his introduction, he just says Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the, the nasty T. Which is also insensitive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that reminded me of that. But here's what I think is interesting. Maybe it is the natural progression of a Batman parody to get together all of the um iconic iconic and and not iconic and and, and low hanging fruit yeah, joke dumb. villains yeah, yeah. yeah. um <laughs> okay so 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 maybe maybe that is the um most logical end point yeah but Lego Batman went twelve steps farther than that. Mm-hmm. Like Lego Batman became holy musical Batman on steroids when it came to that specific like story point the assembling of the rogues yeah, yeah. because uh the joker goes up to what do they call it? i don't know the even, phantom zone the phantom zone and like unleashes all of history's iconic villains yeah which where did they get that from yeah it was so strange it was like voldemort you know what i think it was what so this was a lego movie you have not mm-hmm. seen the Lego movie. No. Batman and Superman are both in that. I believe they're voiced by the same people, Channing Tatum and Will I, Arnett. Yeah, I knew Batman was in it. And a recurring joke 
of that movie was that there are a million Lego sets. Mm-hmm. So there's like Harry Potter Legos and there's, you know. Yeah. Like, so I think that was kind of where the joke was coming from. Do you remember when I asked or I, I, try, I confirmed that you had not seen Lego movie? Mm-hmm. So the reason I did is because the um, biggest motif of Lego movie is just having the imagination to build stuff, mm-hmm. which Batman does a little bit. So I just kind of found that interesting that they um, kept with... I mean, maybe it's just because they're Legos. Yeah. But it definitely... It almost felt like they existed in the same universe, you know? The two movies? Yeah. Maybe. I can't speak to that. No, I I know. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, once again, maybe it's just because they're Legos and the Lego jokes kind of exist already. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it really did kind of seem like these two movies were taking place in the same universe. So this weird amalgamation of villains, I think, was just kind of a reference to Legos. Yeah. (laughs) Which doesn't really mean much. If you haven't seen the Lego movie? No. (laughs) Yeah, I can can attest to that fact. But also, it doesn't really have much to do with Batman. No. You know, like... No. (laughs) Like, the the Wicked Witch of the West was there... uh, yeah, and it means Godzilla, that the, and it means that the Joker has a lot less to do with the movie than I thought he was going to, mm-hmm. which is interesting because the Joker has almost nothing to do with Holy Musical Batman. Yeah, pretty much nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Holy Musical Batman, the main villain, because as we stated, the Joker is dead. Mm-hmm. The main villain is is a character called Sweet Tooth, <laughs> because a running gag in the show <laughs> is that all of Batman's villains are just. A guy with a themed with a name themed name in a suit with a thing on his head who keeps making jokes about his theme puns yeah pun <laughs> who keeps making puns about his theme yeah and <laughs> at one point Superman says I mean I mean the next Batman villain is gonna be what what's the stupidest thing I can think of candy a candy themed villain and then like yeah you don't think it's gonna like come to anything you think it's just a, a, a throwaway joke yeah but the the villain is a Candy-themed villain named Sweet Tooth. <laughs> and it must be said, he is the Joker. He is, yeah, he's he's insane. And it's such a surreal performance. Oh my god. It, like, I, every time I watch him on stage, I'm like, whoa, because you can barely tell that there's a person under there. Yeah, Jeff Not Blim. because of the costume, but because of his acting. No, Jeff Blim is fucking... I mean, he might be a lunatic, yeah. in, in like, but like in the best way ever. Like ninety percent sure he's got a screw loose somewhere. He's, like, he's fucking amazing, but it, it really is the most surreal performance. It, I mean, and okay, everything about it is perfect. I, the fact that it it's like his hair is cotton candy. Yeah, but like not. I mean, that like the costumes in Holy Musical Batman are fucking gorgeous. They are. So clever. Um, they're fucking amazing. They're the perfect, like, mix of cartoon with, like, it just, it's amazing. With, it's, like, their their parody style. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but also, like, the conception of Sweet Tooth as a character. Like, I, when you start watching Holy Musical Batman and they say the Joker is dead, you're like, he can't be dead. He's not dead, right? Yeah. Because he's got to be in this parody musical about Batman. Yeah. Um, and then when it when you realize that no, the Joker's like not showing up, it's this guy. Mm-hmm. But he's basically 
he's he's the Joker, but he got like a new video game skin. Yeah, exactly. It, <laughs> he plays the exact same role, but with a new twist. Yeah, it, it's so brilliant. It's really smart, and the candy puns are fucking on point. You will be like screaming in <laughs> in enjoyment. It's fucking amazing. I they're like oh my god. Not only are they so clever, like the writer. The writers for this show, mm-hmm. oh my god! But just Jeff Blim's ability to pull them off—it's insane. Yeah, the reason I think *Holy Musical* Batman did what they did with *Sweet Tooth* instead of the Joker, even though it's basically just like putting a new label on him, mm-hmm. is because how do you recycle something that's been done a hundred times? Yeah, but I mean, you're you're still doing that with Batman. But with I don't, I don't the Joker feels more special, I guess not special, but like protected maybe hmm. by fans. And how do you create a satisfying parody of the Joker? Mm-hmm. So like that's why Holy Musical Batman did what they did. I don't know what Lego Batman was doing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just what they felt necessary to do to accomplish their narrative endgame. Yeah. And maybe that's part of the reason they, you know, looked at other properties for the, like, big villainous fight of Voldemort and Mm -hmm. all them, Sauron. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Apart from the appearance of Superman being so, like heavy and and connected to the plot in Holy Musical Batman and not in um, Lego Batman. Another character that appears in one and not so much the other is Barbara Gordon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbara Gordon isn't in Holy Musical Batman at all, no. right? Yeah. Um, female character-wise, Holy Musical Batman does not do a great job. No. No. There's like Vicky Vale, but... And there's Candy. She- yeah, but Candy. Yeah, <laughs> Candy is Harley. Yeah, is, is is Sweet Tooth's version of Harley Quinn. Yeah, and also doesn't. I mean, only appears in Act Two. Doesn't have a lot of lines or any impact on the plot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Vicky Vale just like reports on the news, and then and there's then Rachel. Voss. Rachel Voss. Yeah. yeah, who gets captured and. Killed by Sweet Tooth. Yeah. So it, like, <laughs> Spoilers. Like, we adore this musical, but there are things about it that just really does not do well. No. Um, how did you... F- I know you don't like Babs. Mm-hmm. H- how did you feel about Lego Batman and how it dealt with, like, female characters? Because was Barbara Gordon, like, the only one? The only named one. Yeah. Apart from, like, Catwoman, but, right. you know... Right. She, well, yeah, she had like same, what two lines? Not exactly. Even? Yeah. Same deal with Holy Musical Batman. Like Poison Ivy and Catwoman are in it, but mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Babs was fine. Yeah. I feel like in comedy movies, there's this unfortunate tendency for the female characters to just be the rational mom, mm-hmm. and like. There's the man-child, mm-hmm. and then there's the, like, kind of love interest sometimes, like, nagging woman who, like, I don't know, like... I personally don't really think it's that funny to just nag other people for being childish. Like, it's also, like, pretty 
sexist yeah <laughs> it's straight up <laughs> reinforcing sexist. the stereotype that women just nag all the they're time they're just buzzkills yeah you know like so there were moments when i kind of got that from barbara gordon like i absolutely did too like she was so in, in this world where everyone was ridiculous she was normal mm-hmm. you know yeah like even jim gordon had like weird random lines he that he really spouted. Did. <laughs> that was <laughs> but, weird but like Bads has to be calm and reasonable and, and like, there, there level-headed. Was, and... There was a point in the movie when I appreciated that, but it was very early on, and it faded very quickly. Like, it was fine when she took over as police commissioner and, yeah. and like, was like, you know, we have to change as a city and not just with Batman. And it takes mm-hmm. a village, not a Batman. And, like, I was into that. But, like, throughout the movie, she, like, it was just the same thing throughout the whole... I I don't know. Like she didn't she didn't grow in any way. She didn't. Yeah. I was underwhelmed, which was super disappointing. Yeah, I liked that she was badass. Yeah, me too. You know, I like that she kicked ass and that she even she even kicked more ass than Batman at times. You know, yeah. and it was kind of like pointed out. Mm-hmm. But there's more to female characters than just like kicking ass. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> like, your female characters can have a personality mm-hmm. that doesn't include them being able to throw a man over their shoulder. Right. Or just, like, being the adult to the hero's man-child. Yeah. There are some really frustrating internalized notions of what female characters should be like and what women should be like. hmm And I'm so sick of it. <laughs> Me. Too. One man, one bat in a cave with a city to save. He'll make one vow, two lives he will lead. He'll protect those in need. And there's nothing, no, there's nothing he can't do. Some of this is shedding light on why I think they both arrived at the same point. And then others is like, why did they decide to do that? Yeah, I know. It, I mean, like like we stated in the beginning, it's not like we're sitting here accusing Lego Batman of no. stealing from Holy Musical Batman. It's just we found it weird yeah. how similar they yeah. were because, you know, a lot of this stuff... Like, some of it's easy pickings. Mm-hmm. Others, it's just, where did the inspiration come from? Because it didn't come from the canon. I mean, maybe there are certain ways that society kind of thinks of and interprets these characters that just... Have evolved into their own thing over the years? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, so that's certainly the case with Holy Musical Batman, as we've said multiple times, that it's like a commentary on fans of the property, but... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, me either. I'm I'm pretty stumped. I, me too. We're we're both just as Jen stated in a daze. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. I I mean, when we decided to 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 do the podcast about this, I was like, it'll be fun, and we'll point out the similarities and then the like differences. And like, there are differences. Yeah, no, they're not the same story. Yeah, but I I think I expected to have more big stuff to talk about that was different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the plot of both is literally Batman gaining a family. Yeah. Which, 
maybe that is just because of the fact that Batman has his like PTSD from his his family being killed. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there are so many other Batman stories to tell. Like there's there's so much there's so many other things about Batman. Yeah, but don't you think that when you set out to do a Batman parody, it's hard to pick just like one storyline of Batman's that he's had over the years that you just focus on like him in general as a character. And then then maybe the most logical conclusion is how broody he is, how alone he feels all the time, all that stuff. Yeah, I guess it is kind of like an internet meme thing to yeah. always pick on Batman because his parents are dead. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're all just orphans. <laughs> I'm an orphan. You're an orphan. Robin's an orphan. <laughs> Spider-Man's an orphan. Yeah, Spider-Man's an orphan. All the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's that's where it came from. Just the fact that the logical storyline of a Batman parody is that he has no family. Yeah. You know, and, and that he... The, the laws of narrative storytelling dictate that he must find one. He must find one <laughs> after he real after we have acknowledged what he's looking for. Yeah. He has to find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess that really could just be it. <laughs> So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We had a lot of fun talking about it. Holy Music of Batman is such a delightful source of joy for us. So Yeah, definitely. As we mentioned, uh, we can probably quote 90% of it. Yeah. So definitely check out Team Star Kid on YouTube. Uh, They have a lot of really fun shows like Starship, a very Potter musical, and Uh, Twisted, the untold story of a royal vizier. So definitely reach out to us on Twitter at Optiot, that's at O-P-T-I-O-T, and let us know what you think. Yeah, and let us know if you've ever encountered uh, parodies of a specific source material that inexplicably share common themes the way Holy (laughs) Musical Batman and Lego Batman did. And, you know, go to our our website. (laughs) Check us out. And tune in for our next episode. Which will be in 14 days. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny, dear listener, because Rachel made a really terrible joke. (laughs) Our next episode is about a novel uh, called 14. Which is written by Peter Kleins. So get ready for that. Um, definitely, if you want to pre-prepare for our episodes, as I know so many of our listeners just like love to be on top of what we're doing. And- yeah, they, they like to be involved. <laughs> so many listeners. We'll go into this in the episode, but definitely check out the audiobook for 14. It's really, really good. And if you are into... Um, like mystery, kind of weird stuff, then check out that book, listen to the audiobook. Uh, or if you're into Lovecraftian fiction. And then and then listen to our episode. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Rachel. I'm Jed. And you're listening to One Person's Trash is Our Treasure. Well, they, they're, they're done listening to it now. <sighs> <laughs> Lady Fon Squad! <laughs> <laughs> okay, just end the agony now, please. <laughs> 
we don't have to keep this in, but one of my favorite things is when Katie shuts down arrogant fanboys mm-hmm. with her knowledge and understanding of DC Comics. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of her favorite things, too. Yeah. 